The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here's the news. Chao Zhou and Chongqing in China have been selected by UNESCO to join its Creative Cities Network. According to the UN agency, the two Chinese cities were chosen along with 53 others on World Cities Day to join the network. It states that new cities were acknowledged for their strong commitment to harnessing culture and creativity as part of their development strategies and displaying innovative practices in human-centered urban planning. Chao Zhou and Chongqing have been granted the status of the Creative City of Gastronomy and of Design, respectively. Director General Audrey Ozole said that the cities making up the Creative Cities Network are leading the way when it comes to enhancing access to culture and galvanizing the power of creativity for urban resilience and development. The newly designated cities will cooperate with network members to strengthen their resilience in the face of evolving threats such as climate change, rising inequality, and rapid urbanization. By 2050, 68% of the world's population is projected to live in urban areas. This is Special English. The fifth batch of scientific experimental samples from China's Tiangong Space Station has arrived in Beijing following the return of the Shenzhou 16 crew. Samples of 19 scientific experiments weighing around 25 kilograms were brought back to Earth, including liver cells, rice seeds, radiation-resistant microbes, and some chemical materials. They have been delivered to the Technology and Engineering Center for Space Utilization under the Chinese Academy of Sciences. The Academy said that scientists will conduct life and material experiments to study the impacts of a microgravity environment on these samples. The return capsule of the Shenzhou 16 manned spaceship carrying three Taikonauts 
touched down at the Dongfeng landing site in North China's Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region. On October 31st, after they completed a five-month space station mission. You're listening to Special English. Iconic tourist destinations in southwest China's Xizang Autonomous Region are now open to the public for free as part of the region's winter tourism promotion, which will last until March 15th of next year. According to the Regional Tourism Development Department, visitors have free access to all scenic spots rated above A-level in Shizong during the promotion period, but temple sites are not included on the free list. China rates tourist attractions from 1A to 5A based on their overall tourism quality, with 5A being the best. In addition to scenic spots, hotels, restaurants, passenger transport services, and airlines will offer off-season prices. The local authorities plan to give incentives or subsidies to travel agencies, transport enterprises, and airlines for serving travel routes in and out of Shizang. According to the Regional Tourism Department, Shizang received almost 50 million domestic and overseas visitors in the first three quarters of this year, up 67% year-on-year. Its tourism revenue surged 46% from a year earlier to about 59 billion yuan, about 8.1 billion U.S. dollars during the period. This is Special English. China's Hong Kong Special Administrative Region Government has unveiled an action agenda on the development of the Northern Metropolis, a planned area that is expected to help Hong Kong diversify its industries and integrate itself into overall development of the country. The vision is to develop the northern metropolis into a new international innovation and technology city, integrating industry development, culture and leisure, as well as promoting quality life and green living. 
The agenda outlines the development positioning of the four major zones in the northern metropolis, namely the high-end professional services and logistics hub, the innovation and technology zone, the boundary commerce and industry zone, and the blue and green recreation, tourism, and conservation circle. The northern metropolis will start to take shape in the coming five to ten years, and the development will be substantially completed in twenty years. Bernadette Lin, Secretary for Development of the Hong Kong SAR government, notes that the planning of the northern metropolis will be industry-oriented and its industrial positioning will take into consideration the development strategies in Shenzhen so that the two cities could generate development synergy. The northern metropolis covers an area of 30,000 hectares, around one-third of Hong Kong's total. It covers the Yuen Long and North Districts and has a population of around 980,000, with about 400,000 residential units and about 134,000 job opportunities. You're listening to Special English. Chinese scientists have developed an atlas of high-throughput sequencing DNA damage and repair, which could help tumor prevention and treatment. DNA damage and its improper repair are the major source of genomic alterations responsible for many human diseases, particularly cancer. However, a comprehensive database is still lacking despite the rapid accumulation of published datasets. Researchers from the Center of Excellence in Molecular Cell Science under the Chinese Academy of Sciences and Guangzhou Medical University have presented the DNA Damage Atlas, which is the first large-scale repository of DNA damage and repair information. According to the study published in the journal Nucleic Acids Research, the new atlas features a standardized workflow comprising 6,030 samples from 262 datasets by 59 technologies, covering 16 species. 
It includes 10 types of damage and 135 treatments. It also offers a user-friendly interface that facilitates browsing, searching, genome browser visualization, as well as hotspots comparison and data downloading. The researchers said that the DNA Damage Atlas will stand as a valuable resource for research in genome instability and its association with diseases. You're listening to Special English. Imagine you're climbing a mountain and start to get hungry or thirsty. How cool would it be if you could just stop at a convenience store and grab a bottle of water despite being high above the ground? Climbers in Pingjiang in central China's Hunan province have got the chance to experience such a stall built on the cliff. The Shi-Niu-Jai scenic area in Pingjiang is famous for its towering cliffs, deep canyons, and unique rock formations. Song Hui-Zhou, general manager of the scenic area, said the two-square-meter convenience store is built on a mountainside about 120 meters above the ground. It was constructed in 2017 and opened a year later. Visitors coming to experience the scenic area's rock climbing program are usually amateurs, so they often get hungry and thirsty along the way. The park authority decided to build the store as a refreshment place for them. Climbers are allowed to take one free bottle of water. The shop has generated great attention on social media platforms. Some netizens joked that it is the least convenient convenience store while others said they found it adorable and it would be very cool to work in the store. The stall opens at 8 a.m. and closes at 5 p.m. Visitors can scan a QR code to pay for the goods, and during the peak season, one cashier will be on hand. Song Hui Zhou said that safety is a top priority and employees of the scenic area conduct maintenance and inspect reinforcements for the stall on a regular basis. This is Special English. Ruins of a magnificent building complex 
which is believed to have been constructed over 3,000 years ago, have been unearthed in East China's Zhejiang province, including a 3,400 square meter ritual site, pottery workshops, and relics. Located at the Pishan site in Huzhou City, the settlement cluster where the buildings were discovered was moated by a ring trench. It dates back to the late Shang Dynasty. The Pishan site is currently Zhejiang's biggest archaeological site featuring remnants of ancient China's Xia and Shang dynasties. The settlement cluster covers about 330,000 square meters in total. Bronzeware, potteries, and primitive porcelains were also unearthed at the site. Luo Rupeng from Zhejiang's Provincial Institute of Cultural Relics and Archaeology said that this new discovery provides abundant physical evidence of the influence of the Shang culture on regions south of the Yangtze River. Together with the renowned Sanxingdui ruins and other sites in the Yangtze River Basin, the discovery can help prove that ancestors in the river basin area created diverse regional cultures and ushered in a rapid development period at the time. And according to Xu Liangao, a researcher from the Institute of Archaeology under Chinese Academy of Social Sciences, the magnificent buildings also indicate that the Pishan site was previously a center of the regional political civilization at the basin of the Dong Tiao Xi, a local stream. Xu noted that the center's influence may have extended to a broader area, including the Taihu Lake Basin, which may be confirmed by further studies. This is Special English. Chinese and foreign agricultural scientists will strengthen cooperation in sustainable prevention and control of invasive pests such as the fall armyworm to ensure global food security. A global symposium on sustainable fall armyworm management was held this month in Beijing, 
organized by the Chinese Academy of Agricultural Sciences and the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization. The symposium aims to improve the global response against the fall armyworm and other invasive pests. The fall armyworm is a native insect pest of the Americas and has been spread to over 80 countries since 2016. According to experts, the pest can impose immense negative impact on crop yield in the newly invaded range. In 2019, the UN Food and Agriculture Organization launched a global action to mitigate the impact of the pest. Wu Kongming, president of the Chinese Academy of Agricultural Sciences, said that the fall armyworm is a common challenge facing the world. The Chinese government has achieved good results in accumulated experience in curbing the outbreak and the prevention of this pest. Robert Bertram, a chairperson of the organizing committee of the symposium, said the pest primarily attacks maize, which is a critically important food crop, and its negative impact on maize yield is immense with an average yield loss of about 18% in its first years of invasion. Bertram added that Chinese Academy of Agricultural Sciences provides the technical leadership in monitoring the fall armyworm populations and migrations formulating recommendations and developing new management technologies. You're listening to Special English. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. Imagine you're climbing a mountain and start to get hungry or thirsty. How cool would it be if you could just stop at a convenience store and grab a bottle of water despite being high above the ground? Climbers in Pingjiang in central China's Hunan province have got the chance to experience such a stall built on the cliff. The Xinyujai scenic area in Pingjiang is famous for its towering cliffs, deep canyons, and unique rock formations. Song Huizhou, general manager of the scenic area, said the two-square-meter convenience store is built on a mountainside about 120 meters above the ground. It was constructed in 2017 and opened a year later. Visitors coming to experience the scenic area's rock climbing program are usually amateurs, so they often get hungry and thirsty along the way. The park authority decided to build the store as a refreshment place for them. Climbers are allowed to take one free bottle of water. 
the shop has generated great attention on social media platforms. Some netizens joked that it was the least convenient convenience store, while others said they found it adorable and it would be very cool to work in the store. The stall opens at 8 a.m. and closes at 5 p.m. Visitors can scan a QR code to pay for the goods, and during the peak season, one cashier will be on hand. Song Hui Zhou said that safety is a top priority and employees of the scenic area conduct maintenance and inspect reinforcements for the stall on a regular basis. This is the end of today's program. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.